Sometimes you just need a fresh week. Uh, heck, sometimes it just takes a new half. I'm talking to America here. Excuse me. This is the push off. Everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week while it gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us, as always, it is Dan. He was giving him the business. Right. That's right, Dan. Uh, week two in the books. Um, usually we call this one the great equalizer, you know, the week that starts to bring everybody back down to earth or moves them into the position that we expect them in. Uh, but we still got a lot of crazy this week. We really did, where I don't know if that's necessarily true yet this year. Uh, no. Not, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, that 0-2 is an unenviable position to be in. Mm. And 2-0 and is a catbird seat, but no one in their right mind would call any 2-0 and team a lock for the playoffs, and no one would call any 0-2 team doomed uh you know to like a top five pick shit even the cardinals <laughs> have been fighters this past you know two weeks i mean we'll talk about it when we get there like they've you know i think they're probably uh throwing these games but at the yeah. same time you know at least up for the first three quarters they're doing as well as they are allowed to do by management yeah so we've got a full slate of games all of the news that happened all of the setups for next week. We'll do the picks and everything else. Um, okay, let's just jump straight into them, Dan. So many uh, games. Game of the week. Uh, there was two that went to overtime, uh, both in the early hour. A uh, lot of real good ones, a lot of close ones ending. Took a minute to pick the the, uh, the two-minute offense this week. Honestly did. There's, there was a lot that you could argue uh, we could talk about. So mm-hmm. as far as game of the week, um, one of those overtimes uh, was just last week with that Chargers, and unfortunately Chargers did again. So it's not there. I'm going to go with Seahawks-Lions. Seahawks-Lions right is the one we're starting with. Yep, Seahawks 37, Lions 31. This was a blast to watch. Just like it was last year, these two teams put on a lot of points. It seems that the defenses just can't get a hold of what these offenses do, or the offenses just know it very well. Uh, nice bounce back game for Geno Smith with three twenty eight and two touchdowns. Uh, both of them in the locket. Walker had two on the ground, and then Goff had over three hundred yards as well and three touchdowns. Uh, he did have a pick, but he got St. Brown going, and then Reynolds has two touchdowns. Uh, Back and forth game, Seahawks had the lead at the half. Um, Goff's passes without an interception, I didn't realize how far he was down the line uh, for this yeah. record. Uh, and then it was broken up by a pick six, which was a huge hit to the to the Lions in this game. So, yeah, it is a career <laughs> thing. It ends with like 100. There wasn't very many passes he had left to go. No, he had to throw 40, I believe he had to th- come into the game and throw 40 consecutive passes, or 47 passes without an interception. Jeez. Uh, and he would have broken the record, which is hilarious whenever you see a guy like Jared Goff up with, like, Tom Brady 
Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff? Yeah. Like, we know he's not in that same echelon, but still, it's impressive. It's like when you see a, you know, a random, um, like, uh, Doberman Pinscher that somehow won a uh, dog breeding contest, where you're like, <laughs> I don't think that's the way that's supposed to work, but okay, good for you. Um, I, I thought it was very interesting that it seems like neither one of these defensive coordinators uh, wanted any of this shit. Like, right. the defense for Seattle's supposed to be better than this. Aaron Glenn has got some major fucking coordination issues as the defensive coordinator for the Lions. Like, it happened last year. You're starting to see it this year. He did a good job against a, you know, kind of a mash unit um, with the Kansas City Chiefs, but this is a full-throat Seattle Seahawks team, and he did not comport himself well. Giving up 31 points in four quarters is not a good showing. You know, I always, I think we always set that bar where your defense did a good job if you hold them 20 and under, mm-hmm. right? And your offense did a good job if you score 21 or more points. That's, you know, that's the spot right there. Offense did everything they could for both of these teams. It's it's the defenses that let everybody down. Made for a hell of a game, but real sloppy play all the way across. And unfortunately, injuries hit uh, for both these teams. DK couldn't stay on the field. Lions, Gardner-Johnson, uh, did we hear what his injury is? I thought they were worried it was a torn pack. If it is, uh, he's probably it's... done for the season. So he's going to go on IR, but he may return. Okay. All right. But that's not going to be a quick one for him. And that was a no. big get for them in the offseason. You know, when Nakuda left, it was, well, but they got Gardner Johnson. The secondary is going to get better. Without him, that's back to the problems they had. Yeah. I uh, thought the big change was uh, actually when David Montgomery went down. That's um, true. really Montgomery. changed the flow of the offense, you know, yeah. pretty badly. So, And he'll be out for a couple weeks, you know, bad ankle injury. That's a good point, too. So the Lions dealing with injuries uh, more so, too, than, than the Seahawks did, and the Seahawks came away with the w- win here on the road. We didn't pick it. We were both picking nope. the Lions at home in this one, but I think we did know it was going to be tight. So fun one to see uh, if Seattle bounces back from this one. Both these teams are 1-1. One and one. So I just think they're they're about where they were last year. They could make a run, especially in that NFC, uh, if they start clicking with other things together. So we see where they go from here. Talking um, to Lions fans that are like, I picked us to go one and one. I just flipped the games, you know, for the most part. So, you know, this is right where Lions fans expected. Nobody's really bitter about this, and it wasn't like they got blown out by Seattle at home. So, nope. you know, there's worse losses that you could take from this. Yeah. Yeah. You guys still landed a game of the week. And, you know, last week could have been game of the week. It was a big win last week. So you should still oh, yeah. be doubting high on that one. Um, let's go to a game that we both did get right, get our hopes feeling Finally. better. Uh, Packers, Falcons. The Falcons won by a point. So it's a tight one. Uh, 24 25 Jordan Love threw three touchdowns again look he throws three touchdowns every week I uh, look good there uh, two of them to a guy named Jaden Reed because they were out without uh, Dobbs and Christian Watson again so the Packers mm-hmm. doing this without uh, their um, a lot of their offensive weapons uh, but that was all they had on that side the other side Ritter did his best uh, did his best I got a better look at Ritter week two than I did week one and there's a lot lacking for this kid, but he's fast. Yeah. When he decides to tuck and run, he can be uh, a weapon there for a little bit. It's just his his accuracy is a little off. But they have everything else. They have uh, Bijan Robinson, 172 total yards from scrimmage. The guy can easily take rookie of the year if he keeps this up. Kuth kicked four field goals. Uh, he missed an extra point, uh, which was interesting, but he kicked four yeah. field goals, so it kind of makes up for it there. 
This game was, though, 24-12 to Packers into the fourth quarter. So the Packers should have been able to put this one away. Given how much we like their defense, their defense isn't well as banged up. Uh, not as much. Then maybe they're missing some people. i got to go back to that. But Falcons go for the fourth down at... Oh, wait. Yeah, go for fourth at the 22. Took a minute off. So this was when they come up with uh, a two-point game in field goal range and on fourth yep. down he snaps and goes for it at about the 22 yard line it's an easy field goal for coup uh they still end up kicking it but i guess they took a whole minute off the clock what do you think of that gamble is that worth it we play to <laughs> win win the game that's what we don't play to hope they don't come back when you get an opportunity if you feel like you have you know the offense on the field you feel like you have the defense on the ropes and you had already scored 10 points on them already in the fourth quarter. You had been hitting them with body blows with Algier and Robinson all day. You ran the ball on these motherfuckers, by that point, over 35 times. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They had 35 rushes against that defense. At that point, they're about as spongy and doughy as they're going to be. Another yard is the difference between winning this game and also puts your kicker in a much better situation. I don't think they win this game if they lose that fourth down. I no. will say that. No. Pure no. balls on Arthur Smith um, to say, no, we're going for the win here. We're not going for the the hope that our defense will hold. And I, yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. It was, a, it was a ballsy call. I felt like right before I snapped it, they were showing him on the sidelines. He threw his arms up onto his head. I was like, oh, my God. Like, but oh, they shit. got it. Yeah. Hold your breath. They got it. Uh, it only, though, yeah, you look at the game time, though, it only – took another minute off the clock, but then they kicked the field goal, and the defense does hold. Um, so big win for the Falcons. They go to 2-0. and That's surprising. The Packers, 1-1, one and one, but in a very tight one, missing a lot of people. They still got to feel good about where they're at, honestly. Um, I think if Aaron Jones is in this game, this is a Packers win. That's right, yeah. Missing Aaron Jones, too. That's a very good point. I don't even think I named him either. So, yeah, yeah that... Packers were very much behind the eight ball to start. So it was, it was a smart pick for us to take the, the Falcons. We move on to picks for next week, where the Falcons go on the road to the Detroit Lions. Um, I think I'm picking first this week. Uh, Let's see. Um, I'm going to take Detroit at home. As much as the Falcons in this 2-0 start look good, uh, Detroit's going to be looking to right the ship. Atlanta's first game uh, heading out of uh, the friendly confines of megatron's butthole i like i like the lions here i i mean i have to go with the lions as well you know i mean i've been a big lions fan i thought the offense was doing plenty i think if they can get any sort of a lead it's very difficult for the falcons to come back by anything other than you know rushing the ball Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I think it puts them in an end, in a in a pretty good position to to actually win this game. I also did want to make a point. You mentioned Desmond Ritter looking like he's having some trouble. I think this is actually the future of the NFL bridge quarterback situation. Is a guy like Desmond Ritter. Explain. A third round pick who has basically on a rookie deal. He's on a four year rookie deal. You know, or effectively, yeah, it's four years. Yeah. He's on a four year rookie deal. If he balls out, you've got a guy on a bargain fucking price. And if he sucks, he's going to put you in a situation where you didn't spend a lot of cap rollover money to get, you know, a veteran quarterback for 10, 12, 13 million dollars because that's a lot. You're paying a third round pick 
two, three, four million dollars. And then when he's fucking junk, you can still keep him under team control for the next two or three years. Um, once you decide that, oh, you've burned through this guy completely. Um, and you don't have to, you know, look to retool your offense. If you get a, you know, a journeyman quarterback coming in, he's going to cost you a lot of money and do about the same as a Desmond Ritter is going to do. So this just makes a lot of sense. Like Marcus Mariota, you can't tell me Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, like which which one, you know, right. tell me the difference between these two pictures. Right. Same fucking guy except one's millions of dollars less expensive. You no, know, yeah, you're right. Uh, the situation he's in now is perfectly fine for the Falcons as long as Arthur Smith can hold on to his job. I mean, if they completely tail down here and lose double-digit 11, 12 losses, he might get fired for this reason. And and with a quarterback like Desmond Ritter, you could blame half the season on him, bench him, and maybe throw somebody else in if you take a nosedive like that. I don't think that's going to happen with these Falcons because the division they're in and the setup that it is, even though a lot of 2-0 teams in the South right now, we'll see. That's true. But you're right. I like the situation they have with him. I just... From what I saw on the screen, it wasn't like, oh, man, I'm impressed and look at him grow. It was like, uh-oh, there's some holes here, but yeah. the Falcons can cover it over with some some pretty uh, B. John Robinson runs and uh, Drake London catches. An 8-9 and nine or a 9-8 and eight Falcons team is oh, a destination. <laughs> Maybe we could. Uh, is a, a destination for a quarterback. Because you That's look at a guy true. like Desmond Ritter, you go, we immediately upgrade. We've got young talent on favorable deals. Hey, I'll go make a little bit of money in these first two de- uh, first two years of my deal uh, and see if we can you know, move things here for Atlanta. So Atlanta's playing this the right way, and if Arthur Smith stays around, I don't think he gets fired, to your point, unless he loses 11, 12 games. I think anything else, he probably holds on to his job. Yeah, and I would agree, and I think they should. Uh, let's talk about two other teams in the NFC South. One of them working with that rookie QB, but going the other way. They're gonna they're gonna spend the tie the top draft capital, and the other one going with the journeyman QB. I'm talking Saints Panthers. One of our two Monday nighters. Saints win this one, twenty to seventeen on the road. We picked it. Panthers mm-hmm. hung in there. Um, this was a yawn of a game in the first half, if I must say. Sucked. We traded field goals. It was six three at the half. Um, there wasn't a touchdown until the late third quarter in this game of either team. Um, Carr's stats was an interception. Uh, Jones Jr. had two touchdowns running because of the injury to Jamal Williams, uh, my guy. Luckily, I didn't need that for fantasy reasons, but anyways. Um, Chase Young, a touchdown to, to Thielen, and Pinheiro kicked three field goals. Panthers are still trying to figure this out, and unfortunately, they're not. Yeah, they're not ready here. It's it's a very new offense. It's a very new team. Um, so the Saints take care of business uh, as much as they can. Panthers uh, lose Shaq Thompson, broke his leg, and unfortunately, not even the worst injury in that night. <laughs> Huge injury for the Panthers. Um, sure, I think yeah. it turns the Panthers from a. Hey, maybe could be you know pesky here, because uh, it's, it's going to miss the year. It, yep. A guy yep. like Shaq going down, you go okay. You no longer have a really good defense, or even like a serviceable defense. You've now got a massive hole. Uh, Brian Burns is still good, yeah, sure, but who plays across from him now? You just have double teams on Brian Burns, you know, affecting his stats negatively. It's kind of sucks, and uh, I just don't know why the Panthers aren't running the ball more. That's the thing that like boggled my mind. I know why the Saints aren't. The Saints don't really know how to run the ball like as a culturally. 
You know, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. But uh, the Panthers have always been a running team, and I, I was kind of shocked that, what, do they only have like 20 carries all game? Just didn't make sense. Bryce Young, does he line up under center? Is he going to go out of sh- under center at all or just shotgun? Uh, like? Yeah, he ran shotgun for most of his time at Alabama. He has a little pro-style experience, but okay. I think they want him to be able to see the field. He's got great field vision, Yeah, and shotgun is advantageous for guys like him. So, you know, I'm not seeing in Bryce Young a world-shaking talent, which is kind of what we said when we scouted the guy. You know, it's like, yeah, I think he'll probably wind up being fine. I don't think he'll ever be worth the number one overall pick of the NFL draft. That he's getting, yeah. Um, and then, what I you know, Panthers are probably not going to do much this year. I think they're a team that... You, you don't need to spend a lot of time paying attention to unless they, they turn it up late. Um, does that mean Frank Reich gets a pass this year, at least for one year, oh, to build this team? absolutely he does. Because yeah. he's, he's got a shady pass kind of thing. You know, hasn't had a lot of success lately. Um, and then on the Saints side, they're doing they're doing enough. I think this 2-0 and start, you got to look at the teams they played. Um You know, this is the uh, Panthers this week, and last week was, um, help, oh, the the tight one against the Titans at home. So, yeah, those wins, I'm not saying the Saints are going to go to the playoffs or anything yet myself. So, I want to see Division games are important, though. That's true. Division games are important, but they're also weird. They're very weird. They're they're very weird. Um, Yeah, nobody's looking at these Saints going like, oh, these are fucking world beaters. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 2-0 is, they're the one of the 2-0 teams, maybe the top one in my mind that's like, well, come back when you played somebody. I um, don't even consider a two and O team a paper tiger at this point. Like it's, sure. it's they're just paper. You know, <laughs> this is all just paper. Yeah, yeah. They're a fancy bag. Yeah. Um, the uh, Panthers are going to the road to play the Seahawks this week. I believe that's a late start. Yes, it is. In fact, yeah, I, this is a good time to point out NFL. You, you, I'm going to use the big word. You fucked us on the uh, the schedule this week, NFL. Dan, you get your car, your Cowboys in a late afternoon start. You're used to that. That's fine. But if you look at the three, excuse me, three games we get for the late afternoon start, it's some teams playing against a bot. I think a bottom. I'll say team uh, with Panthers, Seahawks is this one. Bears, Chiefs, and Cowboys, Cardinals. What am I going to watch? So can I tell you what sucks the worst for me? That's when is you're that busy. I'm I'm in the Bears market. Yeah, right. So that'll oh. be the fucking game. And what you won't even have it on TV. You mean? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to fucking stream the Cowboys, even though they're one of three fucking games yeah. playing at three o'clock. I gotta find a fucking stream because for it. the bullshit. Bears are on that one too. So yeah, you're kind of screwed uh, there. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not happy the setup here. Nine games at noon, and they still put two games on a Monday night again. This is first for yep. the NFL to do this for another week. So I was wrong when I said that it was only for week two. Now they're doing it again. Um, Panthers, Seahawks. I already said this one. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. Obviously, I think the Panthers are just a mess, and the, and the Seahawks looked much better in Detroit. So I like them at home. Yeah, I mean, I'm going Seahawks. It's You can't expect a team that is not well put together yet to go across the country to play a pretty decent Seahawks team and win. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go Seahawks. And then we can also uh, pick Saints-Packers. Uh, this is Saints at Packers, and this is an earlier one. So this is where I think the Saints get uh, exposed. I think the Packers look much better here at home. Maybe they get healthy and people come back. It's like hamstrings and stuff, so I have no idea how long these guys are going to be out. Yeah. Uh, so if they get a little more healthier, I think they even get better. But let's say even the same 
group go out there for the Packers. I'm going to pick them over the Saints this week. Yeah, I mean, if they get Aaron Jones and Christian Watson back, I think, yeah, I think it's definitely a win. I think if you're missing those dudes, I would put the... I would put the Saints and the Falcons kind of in the same species of team right now. Me too. So, yeah, but I think the Packers with the talent that they have, if it's healthy, I think they win this game pretty easily. Them being at home's got to help them. Um so, let's move on and talk about some other games from this last week. The other overtime one, Chargers-Titans. So, Chargers are involved in two of the better games we've had for the start of this season, and unfortunately they've lost them both. Um, this one, the Titans win it in overtime. Herbert over 300 yards, two touchdowns. He got uh, Allen going. The Chargers um, defense, or, I just wrote down Chargers five touchdowns. I'm trying to figure out what that means. I must be wrong. Maybe the sacks. Maybe the Chargers defense had five sacks in that game. That sounds more right. Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't did. look good, though. Tannehill, um, no, they gave up plenty of points, but Tannehill stands there a lot. Um, he looked better, though, a touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Um, this was the uh, new field turf in Tennessee. They talked about that a lot in this game. It was kind of interesting. Initially, there were times where, like, the sun hit this thing, and it was, like, bright green and, and blowing up uh, on the on the camera for this game. And then there was a touchdown, too, that they couldn't tell. If the guy was dragging a second toe because the field was so clean, there was no rubber particles sticking up. There was no grass <laughs> pieces that could touch his toe. They're like, I just can't tell if he dragged it because this new we have field. No idea. We just we can't tell. Um, Looks like a carpet. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like a bright green carpet. Um, the uh, Chargers got within ten points. Uh, settle. F- or, oh, got within the ten yard line. Had to settle for the tie there in regulation. Um, <clears throat> no success in overtime though when they get the ball and have to turn around and give it right back to the Titans who win it in with a field goal from about forty yards out. Uh, Eckler didn't play in this game, but the Titans win it. I think that's a difference maker. I I'm gonna say something that I hope if any Charger fans are listening they don't consider sacrilegious. Justin Herbert feels to me like a sexier, stronger armed Tony Romo. Oh, explain this, yeah. You can kind of fill him, fill his teams with talent, put him in situations where he looks great, stats are really good, and then just the games get away from him and you lose these fucking heartbreakers. It's mm. And it's not on him. You really can't blame him most of the time. But sometimes you can. Sometimes he makes a boneheaded move. But for the most part, you wouldn't trade him for anybody. Right. Um, but at the same time, I, I hope he has a breakthrough that Tony never did. Hope he doesn't suffer injuries the way Tony did, but he feels like a young, sexy Tony Romo. Somebody, I forget who, they called him a social media quarterback. <laughs> like, you post his throws online, like, wow, that oh, looked really yeah. good. But if you look at the game as a whole, he's very underwhelming. He's, that's the thing, he's fine, right? Where you're like, oh yeah, no, this guy is, he's a top 15 quarterback. Is he a top 10? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's <laughs> hard to judge it, but I know he's top 15, I know that he doesn't need to be replaced. Um, is he worth the money that they're paying him with that extension? No. Right. But, you know, neither is Joe Burrow right now, so who fucking knows? Quarterback, steady quarterback play. You you sometimes have to overpay for that. Take my word on that. Um, listen, <laughs> we did not pick the Titans to win this game, even though it was in Tennessee. How did they do it? How did they pull it off? Uh, steady run game. Yeah. Um, you know, I – 
as much as I like the Chargers defense, it is getting a little long in the tooth. You know, you have Joey Bosa, you have Khalil Mack. These are both guys on the back end of their career. And when you run the ball at them all day, they don't love that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think specifically a team like the Titans, who was committed to running the ball, committed to, you know, short passes, you know, getting things out quickly. Um, I think this was tough for a team like the Chargers, the way their defense is built. So in hindsight, yeah, you know, especially with Austin Eckler out, I think once again, Eckler maybe would have made a difference here. You know, maybe would have been able to uh, press the run game a little bit more because uh, they only had uh, Josh Kelly only had 14 carries, I think. Yeah, no, yeah. not enough, not enough to set a tone. The, we got news on Eckler's injury as we're recording, and, and the news is that he uh, hopes to be back sooner rather than later. So that isn't news, let me be honest. Um, that's not news at all. Tannehill had four incompletions this whole game. Now, he threw for under 300 yards, but there's talk a lot about Chargers have J.C. Jackson back, and then the rest of their secondary is underperforming right now, uh, um, Samuel Jr. and um, the other guys there. So we'll see. I kind of hope that continues for one more week. We'll get there in a second. But, yeah, Titans uh, come away with a win, a big one at home, something they needed, uh, I think, because of uh, the tight loss to the to the Saints. So now we have a, a Titans yeah. team one and one here in a weird – I don't know how good they are. Well, um, this was a prototype Titans offensive game. True. Like, if, if you told the Titans, hey, give me an offensive game plan you want to repeat for, you know, the next fucking 15 games – I think this would be it. Yeah. It'd be Ryan Tannehill throwing less than 25 times with over 75% accuracy and Derrick Henry running the ball 25 times. I, th- I think if you told them that's what you're going to do every week uh, with that defense, they feel like they've got a shot in every You can stick to that, sure. Uh, let's talk about the other Monday night one. Browns, Steelers. Steelers win this one. This one was kind of very fun to watch. Um, yeah. Back and forth. Um, we both picked the Steelers to win. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Sean Watson, man. Uh, a lot of talk about him on Tuesday morning. About one touchdown, one interception, two fumbles in this one, handful of face mask calls, um, a lot of uh, running by uh, Ford Jr., unfortunately, because of Nick Chubb's knee going the complete wrong way. It should ever, 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 ever go. Um, but then the other side of the ball, just to wrap up the game, we'll talk about all that. Pickett, touchdown and pick. Uh, he's getting going with Pickens, man. We knew that that hookup was going to be good, and Pickens has 127 yards in this game. Steelers' defense has six sacks. Listen, it was a tight one back and forth and ends on a strip sack with about seven minutes left um, where they take the ball from uh, Watson's hands and uh, Watt takes it in for the touchdown. Yeah, I mean that was massive. You know, it's and that was weirdly uh his first ever touchdown. TJ Watt's? Watt's first ever NFL touchdown, which I thought was like insane. I catch up with his brother who had so many out of the air Caught by, a couple, by, yeah. by this point. Yeah. He's more sa- yeah. It's I don't think the Browns are a bad team this year. I will say that. I I don't think Deshaun Watson is elevating them at all. But watching yeah. this game, you know, we don't really know how good the Pittsburgh Steelers are. We don't really know how good the Browns are. Um there's some talent on this Browns team. They just re-signed Kareem Hunt to fill Nick Chubb's void as best yeah. as anybody can. Um, but they're going to be a committee running back situation. They need better play out of Deshaun Watson. Now, there were also some pretty bad drops. Uh, Deshaun Watson's uh, first interception is 
absolutely not his fault. Literally into the hands of his receiver and right out uh, for a pick six. So it's it's hard to put that one on him. I know that negatively affects his stats, but I'd say like if you watch that one, that's a wide receiver interception. So by that method, he just kind of had a like mediocre game. Um, if you throw that interception, it seems bad. Deshaun Watson has got to return to top 10 form for this Browns team to be any good, especially now with Nick Chubb out. And Nick Chubb out with a Willis McGahee mm. in Miami level injury. Do you see which, it? They Obviously, they didn't want to reshow it. I didn't see it live, but I saw it because the internet and the Reddit mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, the uh, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. That a like just get I because you have a cleat in the ground, a guy coming to tackle you. They're they're told to tackle low. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's bad. I mean, Nick Chubb's career is over. Unfortunately, like, that's probably true. It, yeah, it took Willis McGahee two years to come back, which will make Nick Chubb 31 years old. Yep. Um, he's not coming back as a 31 year old running back. Uh, with running a completely... back with a reconstructed knee. It's the same knee he had blown out, like coming out of college or something. Yeah, because when he was in Georgia, uh, I remember, you know me, I was banging the the table for Nick Chubb. Yeah, I was like, this fucking guy is gonna get it together. He's fucking great. You know, once he's fully healed from his knee injury, and then to have the career kind of end like this, you know, it just sucks, man. It just yeah. sucks. And like Nick Chubb was universally beloved by Browns fans and NFL fans alike. Um, you know, very laconic, didn't say a lot, just, you know, squatted fucking 800 pounds and just <laughs> destroyed people on Sunday. Um, so it's it sucks. A guy like Nick Chubb made the NFL better, more interesting, more fun. Yeah, he's 27 years old. He'd be coming back as a 29-year-old running back, um, and he wouldn't have a contract anymore because next year's is technically last year, but it's mostly base. So I, I can see the Browns even coming to an injury settlement with him and, and releasing him. Man, Monday Monday night's got a bad string right now of injuries. Talking Rodgers and leading back to last year, Tamar Hamlin, just not good. And Kyler not Murray good. before that. That was right. That was the one before that was Kyler Murray's uh, eight, uh, ACL. Jeez. When when do I play on Monday night? Oh, God, yeah. please. <laughs> don't do this I, to me. I'm going to think have COVID or something. I don't know. <laughs> get, get me out of there. If that's, um, if that's all it takes, that's fine. Be like, everybody yeah. gets COVID. We forfeit. Yeah, so Kareem Hunt, you're right, is re-signed. He comes in there for it'll play some too. But, yeah, we see the Browns without Chubb now. Um, Deshaun Watson looks like he's doing – he's trying to do what he did in Houston. But, listen, it's been a couple years, and what he did in Houston was, I'm going to hold on to this ball, dodge three guys in the backfield, and fling the ball down the field because you guys broke down in coverage. And you can only do that so many times. I don't know. So he, I – He's exciting. He's got sometimes that ability. Maybe he picks it back up, but it gets tougher and tougher to do that the older you get. You can see some of his athleticism has been sapped. That's what I'm thinking. Um, by inactivity. And it's, I mean, shit, it's, it sucks. Like, I, you know, luckily for me, most of my athleticism was sapped by my own genetics. <laughs> so that was nice. Um, I didn't have to really worry about that. But, yeah, I mean, he's. you can tell he's lost a step. Um, his read and recognition used to be much better. He still seems fucking rusty. So yeah, if I'm, if I am these Browns, I am panicked, depressed, uh, feeling terrible about this. Is that old Deshaun Watson still in there? Is he willing to elevate his game? I think that's the difference between the Browns being, you know, 
a four-win team or a borderline playoff team. I don't see them as a huge threat this year, but if he can, if Deshaun Watson can reestablish himself as a viable quarterback, I think it makes the franchise better moving forward. We've got an interesting AFC matchup to try to sift this out between two teams I'm trying to figure out, and that is the Titans at Browns this week three. Um, I think this is a coin flip of a game. It's hard for me to pick, but uh, give me Browns at home because I think the Titans are still going to be a little confusing uh, offensively, especially if one team can kind of control the ball better than them. So I'm going to take the Browns. And I'm actually going to go with the Titans because I I like this offensive game plan if Ryan Tannehill can get out of his own way. Um, I feel like this is a team you can run on. This is a team you can pound the ball against. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Titans on the road. Okay, and I think that's a good one. You could go opposite. It could be any way. Um, we got one more before the break. So let's just squeeze in Vikings Eagles from last Thursday. Oy. You know, it's the last thing I have to do before that one is fully in my rearview mirror. Twenty-eight to thirty-four, but we both picked it. Well, here's the thing, Dan. Uh, I texted you. You know, um, before that game that uh, Darisaw was activated, and that was your big thing for this one. That if Darisaw's yep. playing, that you'll go for the Vikings. Well, he activated, but he just paced the sidelines in his jersey the entire game, did not take a snap. In fact, their backup uh, tackle, uh, Udo, went down, carted off the field, and Quesenberry comes in, the guy who they signed a couple yeah. weeks ago. So whatever the activation of him was for, it must have just been because he looks good in them sleeves because <laughs> Darisaw did not play <laughs> in this yoked. one. Darisaw didn't play in this one. We were still at our backup um center and again um uh, the uh, defensive end what's his name that we got from the saints davenport played yeah, for he's... four snaps and disappeared again so Marcus davenport i don't know yeah those injuries guys they they weren't there to help out cousins had a good game though i appreciate yeah. you being a gentleman about that derisaw thing oh it's completely fair yeah, yeah he, he was, was active, active but you said played did not play never that's played yeah, if he played true. half the game we could have a fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I don't think we'd even have a fight. I'd be like, yeah, he played, man. I don't yeah. know what the fuck to tell you. Um, Cousins, uh, oh, 364, four touchdowns in this game. Amazing Looked stat good. line like he likes to do. He did have a bad fumble again, but only one, and it was, again, an offensive line that's patchwork, oh, yeah. patchwork here. Jefferson, 11 catches, 159 yards. The guy was pulling in amazing stuff, and then, yeah, of course, the fumble over the pylon. We all love it. Um they they're making a big deal out of this uh, rule since it happened again, since it happened to a guy like Jefferson, who everybody hasn't got a chance to see dance yet, you know, this season. So um, they, the uh, pregame stuff was like, well, you know, the coaches need to come up with something else or come out there and say, we, they, we don't like it. We want to change it. And I was like, of course they don't want to change it. No one cares. Like at this point it's positive and negative on both sides for you. Yeah. So, I, I don't think it's one of those things where uh, Bill Belichick mentioned it. He goes, don't reach for the fucking goal line. Yeah. He's like, don't reach for it. It's fucking useless. Unless it's fourth down, right. don't reach for the fucking goal line. You will get another shot at that shit. If Justin Jefferson had just simply yeah, he had the grabbed ball. the ball. He's trying to pull it back out. It was it was way too fast, way too um, clumsy. And that's what's going yeah. on here. Uh Madison fumbles. He technically fumbled twice, but one got called back for a penalty. So we could have had Vikings who had four fumbles in this game could have had five. Um, a good uh, fu- a punt return for a fumble, et cetera, everything else. 
Um, so that's, again, the big underlying problem for the Vikings is turnovers. And then the Eagles, who honestly for a while there couldn't see a lot of offense. This game was 7-13, to nope. Eagles at the half. Uh, turned it on for a couple of drives and then realized, oh, we can just run it down their throats. And that's what they did to the Vikings. Uh, Swift, 181 total yards from scrimmage. Just they kept handing him the ball. It was it was a lot of option runs, and once or twice would Hurts keep it just to keep that chance. And for whatever reason, they kept the Vikings defense, especially their run defense, on their heels. So that was a problem, and the Eagles exploited it for a lot of uh, a lot of points. 34-28. Yeah, this was uh, this was the way the Eagles like to play. You know, is just run that shit down your throat. The funny thing was watching A.J. Brown be like, throw me the fucking ball. It's like, this is bullshit. Devonta's, you know, eating and I can't get a fucking target. Um, and so I always like to see some uh, some enmity, some mm. uh, acrimony there on the sidelines with my uh, my hated <laughs> Eagles. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they're they're just a good team. And getting DeAndre Swift, it's like, God, you guys just picked up like seven fucking running backs. And, of course, DeAndre Swift... You know, the Georgia boy is going to yeah. get uh, plenty of carries, but he looked good. And this this is a scary Eagles offense. I know your Vikings defense isn't amazing, but uh, I think they would have been able to run against most teams in the NFL. I know they ran it down your throat, but, you know, this is a team that is – this is what they're built for. They're built for strong, stout running in the you know in between the tackles, and that's what they did to you all game. Yeah, no, I thought so too. Um, I'm kind of impressed. Vikings put up four touchdowns on a short week on this team uh, at at home. But, again, they were missing some guys on defense, too. We knew that uh, secondary in the middle of the field. But, yeah, you talk about a game where Cousins had that many yards. Hawkinson had two touchdowns. Hunter had three sacks, and you still lose. They are finding ways to lose as they were finding ways to win last year. So that's that's where we're at. Um, they are now 0-2 in one-score games. That's right. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, as we know, the Vikings are this year or this, this week, um, deciding they're going to be buyers though. They signed Dalton Reisner guard, um, that they had in a little bit in the off season. He's dealing with an injury, but he's was a, like every game starter from his rookie year for the Broncos out of Kansas state. I think he's a guy we even talked about coming out. Yeah. I mean, he's not terrible. He's not um, that old. We, he's, no, he's been since years our, old. since our our podcast been out, and then they did a trade today for Cam Akers, uh, running back here for the Rams. So Vikings coming in with some new guys that they want to throw in. It I there was a part of me this is gonna sound shitty, but why not? Uh, <laughs> Madison got a bunch of racist shit. Yes, you know, thrown his way after that game, two fumbles. It's like, dude, it's a fucking game show right. out. It, and internet uh, anonymity, what you get? The uh, the Vikings were like, hey, this is fucking unacceptable. You can't be racist towards this guy. And then they traded for Cam Akers to replace him. And he's like, can we just be racist? Like, can you just leave Cam Akers in the Rams and just be racist? I'll deal with that. I'd rather get the carries. So, you know, it was one of those weird things where you're like, oh, yeah, a guy like Madison was a good backup to Dalvin Cook, but he's not a replacement for Dalvin Cook. Feels like a bad week for Alexander Madison. A very bad week for Alexander Madison. Yeah, yeah. After the fumbles and everything else. I mean, yeah, he, he gives some neat stuff to it, and I still don't think it's all entirely on him. This offensive no. line is bad and banged up. We see what happens this Sunday. Chargers, another 0-2 team. They come to Minnesota. We have Chargers at Vikings. Um, two teams that need this. Two teams that need a win. 
Somebody's um, going to leave very sad. Very sad, yeah. I'm hoping leaving means it's the Chargers. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my Vikings. I'm going to give them the hope that they're a little bit better than this Chargers team, especially a banged-up one that might still be missing out, Eckler. So give me Vikings. I hate to do this to you. Do it, do it as you will. But the weakness that the Chargers had was against the run, strong run down the middle, which you don't have. And they do get pass rush. They will make Kirk's life difficult. I think <laughs> on the road, the Chargers actually get their first win of the season. All right. We see how that one goes. And You we know see- I'm pro-Vikings, man. I hate to do it to you. Hey, hey, you, you got to do it, which you got to do it. I mean, maybe I'll pick against the Cowboys this week. No. <laughs> Please do. I'm not an idiot. Come on. <laughs> Guys, when we come back, I show you just how much of a non-idiot I am. We have the two-minute no offense and uh, all of the smart things that I get to say. This Hey everybody, we're back from the break, which means it's time to talk really fast about some bad games. That's right, it's a two-minute no offense. Because no offense, but, uh, you know, maybe you you had a real dog shit weekend. And uh, maybe the other team just absolutely pushed your shit in. Um, You know, maybe your starting quarterback ruptured his fucking uh, Achilles. And, you know, you're out there playing, uh, you know, football Ken. And uh, throwing interceptions where you shouldn't be throwing them. So, you know, we'll, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm talking about one specific game. Maybe I'm talking about a theme. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> we find out. We're going to find out right now. Set that clock. And... Oh, the... Hey, guys, go! <laughs> okay. Um, Raiders go into Buffalo, lose badly. The Bills get off that schneid. 38 to 10. We picked that. Buffalo good, uh, Vegas not so good. But Vegas uh, wasn't embarrassing. They just were bad. James Cook, uh, Dalvin's brother, showed up big in uh, probably his best game so far as a pro. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Houston where the Colts beat the Texans. I get Dan in this game. Um, Richardson ran two touchdowns in and leaves with a concussion. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when you're, you're – you're, Future franchise QPs is running amok across the field. You can smack them to the floor. Um, from there, Zach Moss ran the rest of the way. Colts defense, six sacks. They made it a tough day for the Texans, even though Stroud looked all right. He had some yards and some points. This is what we wanted from C.J. Stroud. Pocket passer, threw the ball almost 50 times as a rookie. That's pretty fucking good. But, yeah, Damian Pierce needs to get his fucking shit together. Yeah, Pierce, there was no running for, right, for the Texans. Um, we both picked the Chiefs to win over the Jaguars, but this was an ugly one, so it's here. Yeah. Mahomes um, over 300 yards, passing two touchdowns. He's still having a hard time figuring out who's on offense. Um, it wasn't Ridley for the Jaguars. It was Christian Kirk this time. Hundred catches, hundred or eleven catches, hundred ten yards, and three field goals from McManus. But yeah, field goals and just uh, whatever they can get. Uh, but Mahomes gets a rework deal to make some more money, as we talked about it last week. 
He's making Buku bucks, and uh, right now, it if they were a uh, 1950s Motown band, uh-huh. his wide receiver core would be called Travis Kelsey and the Temps, because <laughs> they're all fucking terrible except for him. Yeah, you need to get him some some weapons. Turns out uh, Tyreek Hill is, is worth it. And then finally, <laughs> Dan, your Cowboys, we're going to put them in again because they keep destroying their competition. Jets 10, Cowboys 30. So this is what was supposed to happen after Rodgers went down. Exactly what happened. Oh, there we go. I'm going to keep talking a little bit. It's Cowboys, baby. <laughs> uh, this is exactly what was supposed to happen. You are supposed to beat teams that have clear limitations. Yeah. I thought they did a good job game planning that really the only bright spot for their entire game was that Garrett Wilson touchdown Yeah. where uh, <laughs> you just see that uh, Stephon Gilmore is like, fuck that shit. I'm 30. I ain't running after this fucking guy. And just blazed him. Malik Hooker made a bad read. That's fine. But... At that point, the Cowboys just got fucking angry and decided to kick the shit uh, out of young Zach Wilson. Three interceptions, uh, got a forced fumble. I mean, Micah Parsons looking delicious. Delicious. Looking like the best defensive player in the NFL right now. And the Cowboys kind of doing what they're supposed to do. Dak, 31 for 38. How can you do better? You know, that's what you want <laughs> yeah. with a defense like this. Holy shit. Nobody can run it on you guys. It's not Zach Wilson being the leading running back uh, with what all of change. these. Yeah, all the backs that the Jets have, too. It's nuts. So uh, that, and then yeah, this, this kicker, Aubrey, looks pretty good. Five field goals. If you can count on stuff like that for points on the other side, if you're not scoring. Um, CeeDee Lamb, 11 catches. Yeah. The the Cowboys are rolling. They're rolling. Uh, what can you say? The jet- I, Paper Tiger right now, though. That's true. Say paper Nothing's, Tiger. Yeah, you can't win anything in September, so we'll see. They did what they're supposed to do. They beat a bad team, or not a bad team. They kicked the shit out of a team that's kind of reeling, and then they kicked the shit out of a team that's missing a starting quarterback. If they kick the shit out of the Cardinals, that's also what they're supposed to do. The first test, honestly, really, as long as they beat these Cardinals, is against the 49ers. That's a real test right there. That's week. That's the following week? That's week four. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Due to the injury to Rodgers and stuff, you guys, there's not a lot of testing happening yet. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the Sunday Nighter. Let's talk about Steelers at Raiders. That's the first one we can pick here after the break. Um, you know, two storied uh, rivalry in there and, uh, and franchises. But uh, this one is going to be Sunday night in Vegas. Um, this is a tough one to pick, honestly. Where did I pick before this one? I, I already gave it a thought and picked it. I I want to make sure I have it. Yeah, I'm going Raiders. I'm going Raiders at home with a uh, Steelers team that's uh, a little banged up. No Deontay Johnson. He went to IR. Uh, even without Deontay Johnson, I thought Pickens coming back is going to be better. I feel like uh, Najee Harris is going to have a better game, and I'm actually going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. Pickett okay. has not looked terrible he hasn't he hasn't taken the leap that i thought he was going to take but i think that comes with time yeah yeah he's standing there he doesn't have all day to throw it and stuff so he's not as mobile as the other young qbs we also have texans jaguars this week the houston texans going on the road playing the jags who yeah did lose at home to those chiefs um kind of an ugly one i didn't know where their offense went that week but uh I think they get it back here against this Texans team that's still figuring it out. I like yeah, the Jags. Yeah, Jags are more talented. It's it's hard to take Houston in any situation right now, um, with the exception of against the Colts. But, I mean, hey, they were both kind of shitty. Um, mm. 
Yeah, so I think Jacksonville, especially at home, takes this one from Houston. Although it's a division game, so you never know. Yeah. Speaking of division games, and you never know, because we did pick the Bengals, the Ravens win it on the road. 27-24. This was a wild one. This one was a lot of fun to watch, honestly. And and AFC North won to to its core, honestly. Um, Back and forth, the Bengals are in a lot of trouble here. Um, Mm -hmm. 0-2. And uh, not looking good. Joe Burrow re-injuring, apparently, that uh, is a calf, right? Yeah, yeah. Soft tissue injuries, man. No no bueno. Right. The uh, The stats and stuff are kind of spread out in this one. The, the Ravens are dealing with injuries, too. Um, Beckham didn't finish this game, but they're saying he's doing better. But, yeah, this was a tight one. It's not like the Bengals got destroyed like they did week one in Cleveland. They uh, This game was 13-10 Ravens at the half, and then they, they only lose it by three. There was a real, what felt like a, a kind of a 14-point swing, honestly, was in the third quarter, uh, Joe Burrow throwing an interception at the two. Yeah. You know, that was after, you know, it's the third quarter, it's the first possession of the third quarter, they're moving the ball down the field, like nothing Baltimore can do, and then just throwing it to T. Higgins, getting an intercepted at the fucking two, and the Ravens wind up scoring two minutes later. I mean, the Bengals came back and answered, so, you know, you have to feel good about that, but... This is the sort of game where you cannot make a mistake, and that wound up being the difference to me, is that Joe Burrow interception at the two. Lamar Jackson looking great, looking like the best version of Lamar Jackson, and uh, we're back on board the Gus bus, and I think uh, the Ravens' offense is moving pretty well. It was it was touchdown answer, field goal answer, but twice in the second half did the uh, uh, Ravens go up by 10, and yeah, the second time was just too much to, to recover from for the, for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cincinnati. I don't want you know, like we said, zero and two. Who knows? But that's a that's a surprise. That's a surprise for both of us who have them going as the AFC. At least we did, you know, a few weeks back as the AFC uh, incumbent to the Super Bowl. Hardest thing, honestly, two division losses. That too to start the season. That's yeah. that's the worst sting. part. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Ravens are going home, and the Colts are coming to town. Uh, I guess Richardson is still in concussion protocol. Um, the look that I saw from uh, that young QB in the Houston game, starting a lot of Cam Newton vibes, just not the size of him, like the running Oh, look. he's about the size of him. Is he really? The running yeah. look and stuff of him is a lot like Cam Newton. It's just I was, I was a little worried about him yeah, taking these hits, and I thought about that. Uh, watching him run around that field is like, yeah, but what if he gets hit a bunch? And then sure enough, there's this concussion. So we see how he goes here. But um, whether he plays or not, give me these Ravens that are playing just very clean, um, smart football, whether they're they're banged up or not. I like the Ravens at home. Uh, Same. We all climb aboard the Minshew choo-choo from time to time. That's right. But uh, we shall not be boarding at this station. It's Baltimore at home. Minshew looked good. i got to give it him his credits coming in and and, uh, relief. He looked pretty good. That's why you get a guy like him to have a guy like Anthony Richardson, where you're like, can you go in at a moment's notice and get weird? And he's like, yeah, I can definitely get weird. Is this a bad team? Yeah, I'll, I'll... I'll look like a valuable backup for at least the next five years. Gardner Minshew will be in the NFL for at least the next five years with games like this where you you go, go. hey, he can still throw it, still sling that shit. Uh, Let's talk about the Niners beating the Rams. This one was in L.A., 30-23. We picked the Niners to go in there and do it. Uh, This one was tight, though. Didn't... Look, the Rams are hanging in there. The Rams are playing pretty good, even without their their big players, Um, unless 
Puka Nakua is a big player. Perhaps he is, guys. Seems so. Uh, he has the record now for rookies uh, with another f- multi-catch game. This one was 15 catches for 147 yards. Um, Kyron Williams is the new front back for the uh, Rams, as we already talked about the Cam Makers trade. He was a healthy scratch from this uh, game. And uh, Stafford over 300 yards, but they lose because Purdy, um, not a... I was gonna say not a pretty game, but that's just too bad of a joke. Um, not a not a very clean game. He missed some guys, but he ran in a touchdown. You got Christian McCaffrey going and um, Debo Samuel going, and when those two get going, it's really hard to beat these Niners. Yeah, I mean, you just need a guy like Brock Purdy to do fine, um, and he's also making interesting plays, and that's really all you can ask for the guy. Uh, we should have realized that these 49ers Rams games are always fun. Yeah. They're you're always right. fun. It's, you know, it's Shanahan McVay. They always have a good time. This wound up being a good game. Um, I am, I will say, most surprised at the pep and the step of the Los Angeles Rams. Over any team this year, the Rams are surprising me the most, but that's the difference with well coached teams. Um, even when they don't have the talent they used to, they're still, you know, in this shit. A team like the 49ers, you know, you'd think would be pounding these dudes and they only win by one possession yeah we're getting deep into this uh episode but i want to take one question to you because uh, it's coming up a few times we're not a betting podcast but what yeah. about the last second field goal that the rams kicked to cover the spread in this one what are your thoughts on that uh honestly suspicious yeah honestly suspicious um i it's only because you you're saying we're going for it, but I think that decision needs to get made with more than four seconds left on the clock because four seconds is no time. It's no time. If you say, hey, we kicked this thing with 13 seconds, then we try the onside kick. Right. I, no, they I ran honestly up, spiked get it. it and had just time for one more play, a field goal or a throw into the end zone. Yeah, the fact that it was a field goal or a throw into the end zone, it's like I would, I would take my chances with the throw into the end zone, honestly. You're going to lose on either play. Is there something to the end of the year point spread? Yes, there ties, is. Ties, stuff like that? Okay, so that's where I think you could almost say, like, well, this is your choice here because it's a better chance of at least getting three points than getting seven at that point. You're going to lose sure. either way. I- yeah, I mean, it is it is suspicious. Yes, point differential does matter in tie-break situations. Um, you know, it always there's always something that matters. You try to put up as many points as you can, but um, yeah, there's just a little suspicious that at the end of the at the end of the game, you're like, hey, it's so much easier to get into position to. Well, you know what? I'm actually rethinking this now that you bring it up. Yeah, that was the one thing because you you, you, you can, can argue. kick a field goal from only so far. Matt Stafford can throw a hail mary from further sure so all right yeah you know what i i guess i'm retracting it a little bit still suspicious but not as suspect as when i started thinking about it well it's grown up for you to show that you can change your mind though <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about monday night football there again like i said there's two of them and i was telling you guys i think last night last week that they started like a 7 15 8 15 so if you got to the tv late you want to blame me? That's fine. I'll take that. But it actually is a 6-15, 7-15 starts. And it's going to be Central. like that again this week. Yeah. Uh, Central Standard, yeah. Um, and the later start one is the one I want to talk about first. That is Rams at Bengals. The rematch of Super Bowl, I think that was 52, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. uh, a couple years back. Uh, this one is in Cincinnati. 
give me the Bengals to get off the snide here, but I think it's going to be a fun one. I do too. I I think it's going to be interesting. I think as long as Burrow doesn't re-aggravate his calf muscle. Sure. Um, yeah. Bur- yeah. For some reason, Burrow's home. not in this game. I might change my answer. Oh but. <laughs> yeah. If Joe Burrow's like, hey, I'm not feeling it. Uh, let the Rams come in here and and face my backup quarterback, who I think is. Uh, oh, it's her boy. It's the former Vikings QB, the Washington. What's his name? Oh, did they sign uh, Heineke? No, not Heineke. Um, Oh man, this is killing me because we loved him, or I loved him coming out. Um, it's not like slot, slaughter or something. He's not playing anywhere. We've had a lot of backups. Uh, oh, um, are you talking about the guy out of Washington? Yeah, no, yeah, the guy out of actual Washington, the University, University of Washington. University of Washington, the Husky. Yeah, what was his name? He was only on our practice squad. We never even got him in there, but yeah, he's been in the league for a few years. Yeah, I was a big fan. Well, while you're looking that up, you're taking Bengals too, or are you taking Rams? I'm taking Bengals. Bengals. Jake Browning. Jake Browning. Browning. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Giants Cardinals is our next game. Who boy? Who boy? Giants Cardinals. Um, first of all, the score at halftime was twenty to nothing Cardinals. And if you were like me, you're thinking, "Oh my God, is the New York Giants actually the worst team in football?" And at that point, they were, but they come back by a twenty-one point deficit which is a ties a franchise record for the Giants. They win this one in Arizona. You feel good. You got to feel good that you won, but that it was Arizona and it took this doesn't feel that great. Um, but I was kind of in your shoes with the Colts game last year. Uh, Giants, so congrats. I hope you guys are enjoying this one. <laughs> the Giants have got to be, with all of the players they've got, with all the talent that they've got, they've got to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a road game. But, man, the Cardinals were on them so early, and it seems like they couldn't do fucking anything. And it required Saquon Barkley to kind of bring them back into it, and then he goes out with an injury. Yeah. Um, And it seemed like all was lost, but, uh, you know, the Giants wound up pulling it out. So, yeah, I don't think the Giants are a terrible team, but they can't have another showing like this, or, you know, people are going to start thinking, you know, they're doing a pretty good impersonation of one. Yeah. Oh, and then just a wild comeback win. We kind of talk about this again. This is a Cardinals team that uh, perhaps they didn't want to take wins, but it didn't look like a, a collapse in the second half. It just looked like the Giants finally woke up. Uh, I think Daniel Jones is a quarterback that could do certain things really well and some things he really lacks. And and if you can force him to do the things he lacks, then you have the chance to beat those Giants, and that's where the holes are. Uh, but Barkley, yeah. If, if he can get back on the field. They say this is just an ankle sprain, just a couple weeks. It shouldn't be that long, but him and ankles, you know, I don't know. I don't know how long. Uh, Lower body injury. Yeah, it could take longer, but of course he's not going to be there for this Thursday against the Niners in San Francisco. Uh, So kicking off here uh, this evening, if you guys are listening to us as, as it comes out, Giants at 49ers. Sorry, Giants. This is not a good place for you to, uh, to get right on a short week going across the country this is this is a lock it's the Niners yeah I I would be the most shocked I've been all season if the Giants wind up beating the San Francisco 49ers at home after their last two showings but who knows maybe they were just saving it all up yeah though that the whole time they're just playing for week three um, yeah. And then, of course, Cowboys at Cardinals. We kind of already hinted at this one. The Cowboys are going a couple of states over to to Glendale there to play the Cardinals. Of course, I'm taking the Cowboys on the road to go 3-0. and Potential trap game. Yeah? I will say that. 
it is an 0-2 Cardinals team. You've got the Niners coming with extra rest, by the way, which is bullshit, uh, coming from that Thursday night game. I, th- I still think Cowboys are going to manhandle them. What I would like to see is the Cowboys beat them so badly that we're removing starters in the third quarter. <laughs> that would make me very happy. Um, I would be... I would be incredibly shocked to see the Giants beat San Francisco at home on a short week. I would be second most surprised to see this Cardinals team uh, win at home against Dallas. I would be shocked by that. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm taking Cowboys as a almost certain lock. But uh, weird shit happens, man. Weird shit happens. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I think the Cardinals' strength is their defense. And so maybe we have a low-scoring game. But if the Cowboys run it with Pollard, if they play it smart and don't turn the ball over like they have been, so far yeah there's i don't see how it would work uh only a couple more games to talk about let's wrap them up bears buccaneers this one ended 17 to 27 yeah um could have been the two minute offense but you got to give it up to the buccaneers man they're now two and oh um i picked the buccaneers in this one danny actually picked the bears um fields bad day and he's been lit up about it um, missing guys and there's a lot of video and stuff about out there now it's it doesn't look good for for fields on the other side um mayfield looked good but he had a lot of help from uh, uh white in the backfield evans with a nice lot of catches and runs a lot of yards on the ground and then their defense was six sacks in this game uh buccaneers with a big win at home well buccaneers win look, at home. <laughs> yeah buccaneers look fine and the bears look terrible um, and you have to put this loss squarely on the shoulders of Justin Fields. Like, mm. there's no other way to watch this game and think that it was anybody other than Fields. Missing wide open receivers, not processing the defense uh, with any sort of speed or efficiency. Um, yeah, I would say this is 100% on Justin Fields. We'll see, after all the tumult and turmoil that's going on with the Bears right now, <laughs> um, whether they've got their heads in the game for this week. Uh, but yeah, it's not looking good for uh, for the old Chicago Bears, especially who they have to face this week. Bears defensive coordinator resigns. This happened today, um, so the news is coming out, and we're going to know more about it next week and stuff. And maybe this is something one of those running things that we talk about before. Um, he resigns after his house was raided by the feds today. Uh, don't even know what about now. Um, this is uh, the defensive coordinator. What is his name? William? I didn't even write it down. Alan Williams? Alan, Alan Williams uh, for the Bears. So this is all brand new stuff. Like it first came out too that like Hallis Hall was raided and then they pulled that back. No, 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 that's too much. And then they're like, Peanut Tillman was involved. You know, he's with the feds now. It's like, what? No. <laughs> and so none of us, I don't know how much of that stuff is true. So all we know is that he is no longer the defensive coordinator and he's got some big old legal trouble now. So none of the more legit um, reporters are saying that there's anything having to do with the FBI. But oh, it's not so FBI. Many... Okay. <clears throat> who rated the, Who rated his house? Not the. No, F- no, they're saying that that's not confirmed. Oh. So the FBI hasn't confirmed. Even it. that's the Bears not confirmed. have said that it is not. Yeah, the Bears have said he was not rated by the FBI. Hallis Hall was not rated by the FBI, but it is very suspicious to just be dropping a. Uh, resignation on somebody's desk on fucking Wednesday morning. Well, so. after this, was this news stuff came out first, and then they're like, "Well, he's resigned." I'm like, okay, if it's not true, then what did happen? And then, and yeah, Neberflus isn't talking to the press or nothing. 
I mean, I don't know what there is to say. That's the fucking crazy thing going on. I guess it's because um, it, he's resigning, and his his thing is like, I'm going to spend more time with family and, and focus on health and family, et cetera. Like the, the normal total chalk answer. So you're right. What do you have to answer to now? It's not like you fired the guy. Yeah, it's uh, there was a, a pretty legitimate reporter that said, a uh, lot of speculation about the status of the Bears defensive coordinator, Alan Williams. I can tell you for the last three days, we've been operating under the belief that his absence has not been related to health or a family matter. Mm. So, you know, it seems a little weird, but the biggest news is that they released Nathan Peterman. <laughs> That's the biggest news. Well, now, you know, other than Justin Fields, who you solely put the, the loss of this Buccaneers game on his shoulders, it's a rookie... Uh, undrafted quarterback that backs him up. That's all the Bears have on their roster because of Peterman's cut. So, But because Bears fans are psychotic, they all know his name and think he should be starting now. Yes, that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, put him in there. Well, Nathan Peterman getting cut the same day. Maybe he was the one who was raided by the feds. We'll never know truly what Nathan Peterman is hiding from us in the United <laughs> States government. Maybe Tyson Badgett <laughs> is a... Uh... That's an FBI informant, Badgett, and yeah. he's, he's giving it up. Yeah, Badgen's the one who's in there just <laughs> ratting everybody out of Chicago Bears, who's this big just gang informant. They, they, he's like, I think I think there were some underage girls' photos on uh, Justin Fields' uh, phone, too. Just the Chicago gang has just moved its way into Hallis Hall and the Bears organization, and that's all it's been. It makes sense because the team isn't winning. They're just, they're just money laundering in the back. God, they really are. I mean, they're just so bad. Yeah. Um, this is well. Speaking of just bad, that's the twelfth straight Bears loss now, Ugh. and in all of them, they have given up at least twenty-five points in each. Um, a little Eberflus. I know you. We liked him when he was hired on, and then we thought it was like smart moves of them selling off the big-named, high-paid, uh, defensive stars last year, and it seems like also. Another reason for that was he wanted to move this to the 4-3, but he mm-hmm. took over a team that had a very solid defense at the time that was dealing with ineptitude at quarterback and no wide receivers. And now he's got a team that has ineptitude at quarterback, one wide receiver, and now no defense. That's what it feels like what he's done to the Bears. So part of it has been injuries. Uh, Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson yeah. left this game with injuries. Two of the better young safeties in the NFL. Missing True. huge chunks of this game. That can't help. Tremaine Edmonds, pretty decent acquisition. You know, that seemed like a guy that he wanted. Um, the defensive line is not terrible. Like, it, it seems like they are having a hard time playing within Eberflus's defense, mm-hmm. but I think that's going to take time, and if you can stay healthy, there's enough talent on this Bears defense that they probably will be able to get a little bit better. I don't know if there's that much talent on the Bears def- on the Bears offense right now. You know, the fact that you've got Larry Borum as your starting left tackle. Who the fuck is Larry Borum? <laughs> you know, but this is a guy that's they're wheeling out as a legit left tackle option in Chicago. It's insane. Yeah. Um it's not going to get any easier for the Bears. They're going to Kansas City. Late start. It's Chicago at Chiefs and um not expecting them to uh to turn it around there in Kansas City on on the road. So I like the Chiefs. I would be third most surprised <laughs> if, 
if the Bears pull this off in Kansas City, yeah, Kansas City at home. Yeah, no, not yeah. even a contest. There's a couple of these that, that shouldn't be close. And then uh, the other Monday Night Football one, this one starts earlier down in Tampa, so you can go to Monday Night Football and get your party in and afterwards down at the Strip. <laughs> it's Eagles at Buccaneers. Um, this one, uh, yeah, Eagles on the road, but another primetime one for them lucky them um i like them on the road though I, I think tampa's uh wild fun start comes to an end here and uh the eagles win it stupid sexy baker mayfield <laughs> um yeah i think if you had told me without the records um philly versus tampa bay i don't think i'd even think twice and sure. i'd pick philly i i'm going to pick philly on the road as okay. much as it pains me um, I just don't. I think Tampa Bay is a paper tiger as well, and they very well could be. And then or just um, paper. Let's talk about uh, Commanders Broncos. Look, uh, this game ended uh, very tightly. You texted me about this. I did too. text you about this one. I, I thought I was fine letting this one go off my uh, radar in the later afternoon. Thirty-five, uh, thirty-three. Though Commanders win it. It was twenty-one to three at one point. Broncos twenty-one to fourteen. Broncos at the half. Um, so the commanders hung around and didn't go away. Um, six sacks. Uh, we talked about what happens when um, uh, Chase uh, comes back, and he came back yeah. and had like one and a half sacks in this one. Chase Young looked good. Uh, on the other side of the ball, um, Wilson threw three touchdowns. He got Mims going. He tried to get things going with everybody. Uh, Brandon Johnson. Wide receiver, okay. You know, they have a lot of guys all of a sudden. He had two touchdowns, but they were playing from behind. Broncos playing from behind at the end. The Hail Mary from 50-yard line. It's a rainbow tip-tip caught. Wild, wild finish. So they still need the two-point conversion to tie it to send this thing to overtime. It wasn't for the win or anything. It was to send the thing to overtime. Two-point no good. I think a complete PI no call on that play, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, I think the refs do that specifically just to fuck with Sean Payton. <laughs> They're like, uh, how about another one? How about how much worse can we make this? How egregious can we miss a no uh, pass interference before you kill yourself? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're not against it. I, I thought it was interesting the way the third quarter started for the Broncos. Uh, I think, I want to say that even including the interception, uh, Russell Wilson threw six consecutive uh, incomplete slash interceptions to Oof. start the third quarter, and in that amount of time, the uh, the fucking uh, uh, commanders, commanders, whatever the fuck, <laughs> I, I'm almost saying it. Uh, the Hard commanders it, scored yeah. a touchdown uh, and then missed a field goal, but like he just looked awful coming out in the third quarter. Like he made the wrong adjustments, but Sam Howell looked fun. Mm-hmm. Like Sam Howell is taking the the Gardner Minshew mantle of like, yeah, probably shouldn't be doing this, but you know, looks fun doing it uh, for these Washington commanders. He might just fuck around and uh, put them in a situation where they can't draft a top 10 guy. <laughs> Washington has been in this weird place here in these last few years, but uh, also too these wins and putting up 35 points. That makes the uh, new coordinator there look good and be enemy and stuff and all of his uh, shadow over him. So that's nice to hear. So yeah, we yeah. see what happens here, but what a wild finish in a game that it was hard to see who was going to take this one, who really wanted to win it. Damn, Denver should have had it at, at, at many times, but then the commander should have two at the end there. So 
wow, I don't know. I don't know what to think of these two teams still. And um, other than I don't think they're going to, you know, make a real deep run in any postseason or anything. <laughs> Not this year. Um, the first two possessions of the third quarter, the Denver Broncos took a combined two minutes and 34 seconds off the clock. Yeah, just boom, man. Brutal. Um, so, yeah, when you do stuff like that. And then the it's the fourth quarter where the commanders – doubled up their touchdowns and took the yeah, two took the touchdown lead. lead there. So um we go on to Commanders back at home, but they got the Bills coming in town. It's Buffalo at Washington this Sunday. I think it's a noon start. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's it's really, really that far for Buffalo to go, just down the coast. Uh, I think they can roll into uh Washington and, and take care of business. I mean the Bills I still think are you know, they got their problems, but they're the class of the AFC still, so I like the Bills. 100% agree. Um, one more game then, Dan, to talk about, and that was last week's Sunday Nighter. This is Dolphins-Patriots. Dolphins win it 24-17. I picked it. Gets me ahead of you in, uh, in picks just a little bit more, you know, making me feel good. Um, we uh, had a game that the Dolphins jumped out to a nice head start on. It was 17-3 to Dolphins at the half. Patriots brought it within a touchdown a couple times in the second half. Just could never get it any closer than that. Mostert, nice game, broke out a long run in the second half, which was uh, it was almost the dagger by then. It was the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, that's what went up 24-10, so it pretty much was. Mm-hmm. Um, Waddle, though, went in a concussion protocol, so we'll have to keep an eye out for him. But this is the first Patriots 0-2 start. Since 2001. Yeah, that was a bit of a bit of a fucking hangover for them, wasn't it? Yeah, Belichick, man. Uh, amazing, you know, career through this. So, uh, you know, see how long of a rope he gets here. But uh, tough start for him. And, yeah, tough start for the Patriots. I feel like the Patriots did something interesting in 2001. I can't remember exactly what that was. Hmm, strange. Mm. Well, that it's was almost like they won the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, that was one of those. That was probably around that time. They had a nice young QB then. He was young back then. Yeah, lost to the Bengals, lost to the Jets after uh, Mo Lewis destroyed Drew Bledsoe, and then put it together. The rest and won was the whole history. Thing. There was go. Um, yeah, so I mean that was this game. Dolphins, Dolphins look good, man. Uh, even on a road prime time. Uh, divisional game. I know the Patriots might be the bottom of the East, but they're not horrible. They're not a nope. hapless team. So, I'm I'm very pumped about these Dolphins right now, and the at least these first two weeks. Yeah, Dolphins look good more than the Patriots look bad. So I will give credit where credit is due. Uh, Tua looks good and has just taken over the starting position in my fantasy football team. Oh, over who? Who did he? Uh... Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Um, hey, it was an auto draft team. It was an auto draft. All right, right. Okay, couple of games left here for next week. We've got Broncos at Dolphins. Um, oh God, yeah. Do you yeah. want to pick this one first? I feel like we know where we're going. Well, it goes right into Miami and the Heat and stuff. So yeah, obviously it's the Dolphins taking them, and then finally the Patriots going to New York to play the Jets. This is an interesting one. Um, I I think, I think could, this is interesting with. Yeah, with Rodgers. I don't think it's quite as interesting anymore. You don't, really? Um, I think it being in New York uh, gives the Jets a chance here, but it's been very tough for them lately, so 
Patriots get off the schneid because Belichick and stuff will just yeah he's gonna he's gonna give that Zach Wilson he's gonna give Zach Wilson a hell of a day and it's gonna it's gonna be rough for him so I like Patriots so, so I read something I loved about this uh, Bill Belichick always uh, is complimentary of opposing players uh, like overly complimentary oh, yes. he's like you know this guy is you know one of the best and you know I love what he does with this fucking guy and. Like, you can watch, and he brings, like, real specific examples. Like, he's really the best complimenter because he's like, you watch when this happens and his feet are phenomenal. Uh, he referred to Zach Wilson as pretty athletic. We've seen him which before. Which is just, yeah. he's pretty athletic. We've seen him before. It is, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's the most, it's the most negging I've ever seen Bill Belichick do for Zach, for a fucking quarterback. So either Zach Wilson goes ballistic this week or Bill Belichick just walks up to him, looks him up and down, and goes, "Bitch, that's the only thing. That's the only way this goes." Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how it happens here. But uh, in New York, pecking the Patriots here now. Yeah, poor Jets. They're they're in a tough spot, but we'll see how it happens. They'll be one and two, which isn't abysmal. Yeah. Uh, as we wrapped up the picks from last week, Dan, you were ahead of me. But after mm-hmm. what we went through from this week, we had. We ended up being three games different, and I got all of those over you. Um, so now I am at 19 correct for the season. Dan, you're at 17. But let let me humble us both. Um, I like to put my mini helmets out uh, before the games and just let uh, my uh, year-and-a-half-year-old boy just walk up and just grab one, and I say, okay, well, that's the one you're picking, or, or whichever one he reaches like shows me. Uh, he's at 21 correct. <laughs> so... There's that. It, there's good picking that runs in your family. You just got to get it to. I, I used to say you got to let it trickle down the tree. Now it's got to trickle up the tree. It's yeah. weird. Or or it's you know, all of my uh, football knowledge has left me into my child. <laughs> Would <laughs> you be so mad? You wouldn't be that mad. No, it's a nice. It's a nice pass down. It's it's not. Oh, yeah. It's not a lot of help for him, unfortunately. But all right, Dan. It's time to quiz you. Time to quiz okay. Dan here before we call it a night, everybody. And this is a game that I have titled Guess the Journeyman QB. Ooh, this should okay. be a fun one. And the way it works, you might want to get a uh, like a pad or something um, okay. because I'm going to name off like six, seven franchises at you. And I'd like to get through the list before you do tell me the name, and even if you know it ahead of time. Because the idea, I think, in this game normally, if it's not on a radio, is to show you all of them uh, uh, ahead of time, show you the, all of them mm-hmm. at once. So instead, I'm just going to read them out to you. So okay. we start with the first one. You'll get the idea. So uh, this QB went from Philadelphia to St. Louis Rams to Kansas City. I know who this is. Back to Philadelphia, Jacksonville, Chicago, Indiana. Dan already knows it. Who is it? Nick Foles. That's Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. That's Nick Foles. I knew right. it. I actually knew it at Philly Philly Rams. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know who this is. So that's why I'm glad you waited till the end so we can get through that list. Yep. But yeah, the, the end one, Jagsville, Chicago, Indiana starts getting Come obscure on, man. there. You think um, I don't know the history of Big Dick Nick? One, two, Come three. On. We got, okay, then I've got five more for you. Um, okay. Minnesota. I'm not Googling this. I'm just typing them to Yeah, to, to know it in there. Minnesota to North to oh to New Orleans to Carolina to Denver to Miami to Detroit Teddy B Teddy Bridgewater that is that's Teddy Bridgewater guys you at home are you beating him to this that yeah, yeah. if you need to pause it as soon as I'm done I'll, I'll tell you all right here we go next one Houston Texans 
to St. Louis Rams, to Minnesota, to Denver, to Washington, to Cleveland, to Buffalo. Dan? Wait, is that the end? That's the end. He ends at Buffalo. Ooh. Houston, Rams, Minnesota, Denver. Washington, Cleveland, Buffalo. And let, wait a minute. Let me, I mean, unless something happened. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where it is, yeah. I'm almost positive. Houston, Rams, Minnesota, Denver, Washington, Cleveland, Buffalo. That's interesting. Ooh, that's interesting. This couldn't be Warren Moon, is it? Nope. More, much okay. more current than the, than Moon. Okay. Uh, Houston uh, is Houston Texans. Yeah. St. Yeah, Louis okay. Rams. Um, Minnesota, Denver, Washington, Cleveland, Buffalo. Um, Buffalo as recently as last year. He might even still be there. As recently I think as that last gives it year. Away. I was gonna pull a Sage Rosenfels, and I know he's not still playing. Since uh, since, uh, since we're late in the episode, I'll give you this one. This one is Case Keenum. Oh, fuck me! Of course it is. All right, this one you get back. This one you get back on the street. You know what? You know what honestly confused me about Houston is that he went to the University of Houston. Yeah, and University of like, Houston, and then drafted. I was like, he by didn't go Houston. to the University of Houston and then get drafted by the Texans, mm-hmm, did he? he? Did yeah. Me, all right, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, all right, if this one will help you out, this one gets you back okay. on. I think. Uh, Atlanta to Green Bay to New York Jets to Minnesota. Oh, Favre, baby. <laughs> That's Brett Favre. That one's <laughs> we're, Favre. we're categorizing Brett Favre as a journeyman? He's a journeyman now. He's a journeyman. What can you do? All right. How about this one? New England to Kansas City to Minnesota to oh, Buffalo <laughs> to Dallas next. <laughs> to yeah. Denver to Detroit. Uh <laughs> this is uh what the fuck is this nuts? Oh, see, this is the worst part. Is like I know who this you know who is. it is. I can't think of his name. Uh, He's got a very the, yeah very Matt Castle. There Matt you Castle. go, Matt Castle. Yeah. And then finally, I got one more for you. Um, mm-hmm. Atlanta to Philadelphia to New York Jets oh. to Pittsburgh. Yeah, this is Mike Vick. There you go. I could have said Atlanta to the penitentiary. now. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta penitentiary. Like I don't know. There's a couple guys. I'm yeah. sure. All right, there you go. That's Quiz Dan for the week. That's your test of your journeyman QBs. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You got me on Case Keenum. That that Houston thing really threw me. I was like, he didn't get drafted in the same spot, but that does make sense. Um, All right, Uh, but guys, again, thank you guys so much for joining. We're going to wrap up the show for the week, Uh, get ready for week three, where things will get better for the Minnesota Vikings. I can just feel it. Come on. Um, Crazy stat time, crazy stat time. I think we've already talked about Puka Nakua, first player in history to have 10 receptions and 100 yards in his first two career games. 15 catches this week was a record, too. So Good for him. Yeah. That's, imp- that's impressive. He's, out of Utah. Out of Provo, Utah. The Rams like to just collecting receptions from these guys. So amazing. Um, the Giants uh, went six quarters with no points this season. Now they've scored more points this season than the Raiders have. Oh, Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Bad one there, bad one there. And then finally, Tua and the Dolphins are 5-0 and versus Belichick and the Patriots. He is the only, th- only the third QB to win five regular season games against the Patriots. The others are Josh Allen, whose record is 5-4, and 
and Peyton Manning, whose record was five and ten. Wow. I know that Peyton Manning played them fifteen times, but I guess the time in Denver too. He collected all Oh, those. I guess you're including you're including the uh playoffs too then, right? How many years did Peyton Manning play in the uh NFL? He didn't play him every year though. I don't know. It was close to it because uh, the Colts were been. near the first in the division every year. They seemed to be a head-to-head. I mean, the, I thought the stat was regular season games. But wow. That's even more impressive. Yeah. They played 15, 15 times during times the regular season. Of Peyton's career. Jeez. Peyton was always in the AFC, but I don't know. Anyways, guys, that's your crazy stats for this week. Uh, the crazy stat last week was because that was before DeAndre Hopkins was on the team, if oh, you remember gosh. that one. That, that was the whole sense. thing about, uh, yeah, the, the touchdowns caught by um, – by a variable i had to look that up so anyways that's what we got for this week you guys two weeks in the bag we got many weeks left to go so i hope you guys are enjoying us as we are enjoying discussing it and coming to you each and every week for the push off podcast uh like we said we're going to come to you uh, one of these two days in the week try to get you to this stuff before thursday uh, so come back next week where we talk about what happened over the weekend but before you leave this evening, Dan, please, some parting words of wisdom. Maybe you're 0-2. Maybe you're 2-0. But remember this. Shit changes quickly. Just ask Nick Chubb's knees. You might be living at the top of the mountain, and you might find yourself at 2-0 right now. You could be 2-6 by the midpoint of the season. If you're 2-0, enjoy it. If you're 0-2, don't despair. Um... Life comes at you fast, man. You got to enjoy wherever you are. Uh, and honestly, you know, bless those Nick Chubneys. I, I wish him full mobility later on in life. Yes, amen to that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, joining us for another episode. We'll be back very soon. I am Scott. And this is Dan. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.